more women go to Illinois State University than men. A lot more. The same is true of Bradley University and Heartland Community College. It's part of a nationwide trend that began in the 1980s and has widened. WGLT's Charlie Schlenker reports. In 1972, the U.S. government passed the landmark Title IX laws to promote gender equality in education. Back then, there was a 12 percentage point gap in the proportion of bachelor's degrees going to men compared to women. The gap closed in 1982. Since then, it has widened the other way, along with overall enrollment numbers. Now, overall college enrollment has been falling since the Great Recession, but the drop is also disproportionate by gender. The male share of college enrollment fell each year from 2015 to 2020, and the pandemic just made the gap even bigger. Graduation rates amplify the gender gap. More males do not finish degrees than women who leave without a diploma. Sarah Reber is a senior fellow at the Brookings Institution and an associate at the National Bureau of Economic Research. Essentially, you could say that like the proximate cause is that girls do better in high school. 2022 enrollment numbers show the national split is about 60-40 women over men. At Illinois State University, it's 57% female, 42% male. Bradley University in Peoria is 66% female and 34% male. Heartland Community College, 57% female, 43% male. It's not that Title IX and access to higher education explains the gender gap. It's that Title IX revealed something that would have been happening all along, but for cultural norms that historically favored men. Reber says other developed nations have similar gender trends in higher education. Women have done better in high school, like as long as we have data. Why are girls better than boys in K-12? There are several possibilities, including brain development. Some hypotheses include differences in what economists sometimes call non-cognitive skills or sort of behavioral stuff. Everything from organization, executive function, you know, things like that. But then also like actual sort of like acting out and things like that. Like there's, you know, there's significant gender gaps in kind of all of those things. Reber cautions there's not enough science to say how much of the difference is from brain development. Gender differences in course taking choices and grades are more pronounced than they are in assessment test scores. It's not clear there should be policies that prop up a historically advantaged group. Though Reber says it's concerning how big the gaps are. She says society should want to use all its talents and make sure you serve everyone. And on campuses where the balance gets too far out of whack, it can create less of a sense of belonging. She says strengthening supports for those who have weaker academic backgrounds is a good idea in general and could help men more than women. But, you know, you do find some of the interventions that we do for in education like don't work as much for boys as for girls. Illinois State University pays attention to gender imbalances, but Associate Vice President for Enrollment Management Jana Albrecht says it's by professions and by colleges. For instance, there are significantly more men than women enrolled in the College of Business and the College of Applied Science and Technology. And women dominate the College of Education and Mennonite College of Nursing. Depending on the industry, we know we need more males in education, we know we need more males in nursing. Uh, but I think that we still probably need more women in STEM fields. It's our responsibility to pay attention to um, what industry is telling us they need. Uh, and if you do that, I think that balances out that 60-40 split. Albrecht says males may skew more toward coming back later, after age 25, which speaks to the readiness issue and brain development. 
Another big population are the adult learners. Uh, do we need to call on that adult learner population to get them to come back and to get degrees in fields where we have shortages? You know, I think that's something that we could we could work on and we could facilitate as well. Albrecht says because females do better than males in K-12, there could be more men who go into the workforce after high school that could be attracted to something like nursing. ISU has only a limited number of adult learners, and to make that a part of the solution, Albrecht says they would need to find ways to attract more. We would probably need to broaden our online options, right, for adult learners, and we'd have to have other services on campus for adult learners, but um, we're certainly looking into the potential opportunity to serve that population. The pandemic affected the gender enrollment balance as well as overall enrollment. That was particularly true for community colleges, which tend to have more programs that prepare students for the workforce and programs in businesses that skew toward men. Sarah Reber of the Brookings Institution says there's a risk some of that male enrollment will disappear forever, even if community colleges expand workforce readiness programs to relieve the pandemic bottleneck in the supply of graduates. I think if you disrupt the transition to college, that can be permanent. Heartland Community College Vice President for Enrollment Services, Sarah Deal Hunt, says before the pandemic, Heartland also had a higher proportion of female students than peer institutions. That is changing. We are closing that gap um, between ourselves and other community colleges. We historically have been more transfer heavy than we have been applied program heavy than many of the other community colleges in the state. Deal Hunt says Heartland has worked to expand more applied work-ready programs. As the needs of businesses have changed, so have even the Heartland workforce programs. In the past, Heartland workforce programs focused on female-centric professions, such as nursing. We've really been building out programs, not because they attract males, but because they're what's in demand in our local community, but they're in areas of advanced manufacturing, um, HVAC, welding, renewable energy, electric vehicle, energy storage, agriculture. When males enroll in community colleges, they often enroll later in the annual cycles. Deal Hunt says Heartland has done marketing campaigns to get students to enroll earlier in the year so they have more class choice. She says general strategic enrollment efforts look at programs to help students complete degrees. And even co-curricular programming might help convince male students to stick around. Esports, a game club, an intramural activity, for instance. She says other efforts to support identity-based organizations like the Black Student Union and a new association of Latin American students on campus could have a disproportionate effect helping male student attraction and retention. I think just a lot of different things that the college is doing generally to support enrollment needs of our district should have the side effect of helping our male student enrollment as well. Deal Hunt says things like collaborations with businesses for apprenticeships could also attract some of the men who've checked out of education after high school. Another broad trend for Heartland and most community colleges is dual credit courses for high school kids. Deal Hunt says students who get dual credit are more likely to go on to four-year degrees. That's particularly true for underserved communities. Male enrollment in dual credit courses started at 34% at Heartland a decade ago. Male students were not early adopters. Now it's about the same rate as the Heartland population as a whole, 44%. Deal Hunt says it's a good sign that the dual credit growth in males comes in both transfers for gen ed classes 
and applied workforce programs. Two small liberal arts colleges in the region, Illinois Wesleyan University and Eureka College, cut against the nationwide trend. They have roughly balanced enrollment by gender. Brookings Institution scholar Sarah Reber says it doesn't surprise her. Probably some of this, at least the, you know, the selective private colleges are doing essentially affirmative action for men because they want to have gender balance on campus. Like they're very attentive to like, what is the on-campus experience of students? And I think students of both genders prefer a mix. Illinois Wesleyan University has had a fairly even gender balance in recent years, according to the Dean of Admissions, Casey Evans. Evans says they don't use gender as a factor in admissions, but the athletic program might explain some of it. In any given year, our athletic rosters run about 60% male and 40% female. We offer the same number of teams for both genders, but football and men's lacrosse traditionally carry larger rosters than any female sport, which skews the number more male. Evan says as student-athletes continue to make up a larger and larger percentage of the student body, it likely balances out that national 60-40 balance that favors females. Illinois Wesleyan University President Georgia Nugent says the competitiveness of the sports teams may also matter in gender balance enrollment choices. We have national championship teams, and I think that brings a number of young men to our campus. And happily, our student athletes are also very good students. Their academics are serious. Nugent says Illinois Wesleyan will double down on that. The school is adding men's and women's wrestling. One thing that's not a factor is family income. You might expect small liberal arts institutions to have an enrollment that skews wealthier than average and could be expected to have more gender parity because of that. Nugent says, nope. When you compare us to the state universities, typically the the economic quintiles of our students match up pretty closely. Nugent says about 30% of the enrollment in small liberal arts colleges comes from lower economic bracket households. Even though college degrees provide more of a lifelong economic advantage over non-graduates than ever before, women aren't benefiting from the gender enrollment divide. The Brookings Institution's Sarah Reber says even though women have more education in the labor market, the gender pay gap is still going in the other direction. There are a lot of occupations that are heavily female and require a lot of education, but have low wages. I'm Charlie Schlenker. And I'm John Norton. This is WGLT Sound Ideas.